Welcome to Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. I am Justin, aka Tags. And I'm Tyler, Record of Days. Serious. Episode 62, Forever Exiled. Is there anything special to 62? Is that a... No, it's not a rep digit. No one cares. Isn't there something else, though? How about to something where the second number is three times, or the first number is three times higher than the second number? Is that a thing? Probably a thing. It's probably yeah, like probably a triple a rep digit. That's what it is anyway. Called. <laughs> 62. Happy New Year. We're actually recording this on January 1, 2021. Happy New Year, Ty. Oh. Happy New Year, Jest. And Happy New Year, everyone else. Yeah, sure. Yep. To you guys, too. Everybody listening. <laughs> <laughs> a big shout out to all of our Patreons for supporting the podcast. You guys are amazing. Uh, if you don't know what our Patreon is, it gives you access to a plethora of things, but the main one being After Dark. It's our podcast after the podcast. I think our lowest tier, five bucks, gets you access to four additional, roughly four additional episodes every month. And to, today's After Dark is going to be hilarious. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But yeah, big shout out to all you guys who are supporting the podcast. You are amazing. Agreed. How was your week, Ty? Well, we had a big week, right? It's been almost two weeks since we recorded last because uh, we recorded early because of the Christmas holidays. So we had an awesome Christmas. The kids i mean they i mean when you have kids it's just they're the everything worst. i mean <laughs> they're, yeah. they're the best <laughs> but so all the gifts were all lined up all perfect we were able to find everything it was it was good and uh one of the gifts that was supposed to be from a very specific individual i mean it was confirmed and ready to go early november was canceled and refunded three days before christmas without warning they just said that it's not being made anymore. So here's your money back. Amazon? Uh, no, it's like one of those like, no, it wasn't Amazon. It was okay. like a, a pop punk uh, website. Wow. They just sell tons that of stuff. Sucks. And yeah, it was, it was in process for over a month. And it was three days before the day. Dang. Where it's like, nope, it's not being made anymore. We're like, okay, tell us Thanks. like a month ahead of time. So, wow. but. Our kid was really good about it and totally fine. And uh, so it was nice. You know, that was the one thing that he really wanted above everything else. So it was pretty uh, sad, but really good. But we just had an awesome time spending time, just the four of us. My wife finally has the seniority to take time off during the holidays, like on the actual day. We've always been fine not celebrating on the day. The day's not crazy important, you know, like actually celebrating Christmas on Christmas, you know, like if you do shift work and all that stuff, celebrating the first week of January, that's fine. Right. So anyway, but it was nice for her to actually get the time off. And, you know, I mean, we couldn't spend it with extended family as nobody else probably was either, but we had an awesome time, just the four of us. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And then we also, uh, on New Year's Eve, you, myself, significant others friends loved ones we played among us online together goodness that was fun it was a lot Man, of fun and it really encourages playing more often you know what i mean like the game mm. gets better the more you play so that was a ton of fun and because of a pretty hilariously tipsy justin during among us my wife tried poe for the first time today she stopped the fight. She caved in. She played it for a few hours. Wow. And she broadcasted it. She I wants saw. a second monitor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, you got to. It's so it's perfect. 
Awesome. You get her in, you get her in the free game, and she's just like starting to want to throw money around. So it's, it was pretty sweet. So anyway, I had an awesome week, and a couple dreams came true. Just a couple <laughs> dreams came true, all because of you. I try, buddy. Thanks. Tell me about yours. Uh, Christmas is awesome. It was so Christmas Day was we had a blast. Kids had a blast. Dinner because you're allowed to with regards to parents and how they live and stuff. We were at least able to have my mom and dad over for Christmas because my dad lives in our right. basement suite and my mom's on her own. So we had, uh, yeah, dinner with them. It was fine. It, we, it was really quick. It was kind of weird. It's such a weird time right now. Like just with COVID and the restrictions that we have in BC, you can, yeah, it's just weird. It was just a very different Christmas, but it was good. Very chill compared to normal. Normally we've got like 35 people coming to our house. So the whole day between, you know, like we enjoy our Christmas morning and into the like early afternoon, but come like one o'clock, usually we're into prep mode and getting everything ready for a, a big dinner in the evening. So it was kind of nice this year not to have to do that. Boxing day. I had a conversation with myself on boxing day. Oh, actually. congratulations. Yep. How was it? You get to know each other. My wife went out. She had to do a couple returns or something. I can't remember what it was, but uh, she sent me a picture from the mall in our town. It was and it was even it was making her angry. She's like, this is ridiculous. Like she was there, too, but she was trying to get a couple returns done without. I don't know why. I don't even know why you'd go out on Boxing Day, but the mall was packed, jam packed with people all wearing masks, which is good. But it was absurd packed. that it's allowed to be right, especially when you tell us we can't have anybody in our house. Like I can't have my, you know, close family, but you want to go to the mall and hang out, knock yourself out. So I, I stayed home, but. I had a conversation with myself to stop working. So that was good. Like I actually started working on Boxing Day and then I was like, what am I doing? I need to just chill. So I played uh, Cyberpunk on uh, Boxing Day for a little bit. That was a lot of fun. And yeah, then we did Among Us for because we we usually hang out New Year's Eve. I, you know, I think yeah. you guys have come over too. And we've had usually have a lot of friends of course over. We have goodness me. Get yeah, out of here. I can't We're tell. Your Sometimes it's hard to remember if you come. I can't tell. Mm-hmm. But. No, usually we have a bunch of people over. So this year we couldn't do that. And so we thought, well, let's do something virtual. And we've done games and stuff before, but I know your wife had brought up Among Us and I've wanted to try Among Us and so have a couple other people. What an easy game to play hanging out. And we were able to just chill on the couch and we had Zoom up so we could all chat and see each other and stuff. That was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty certain I'm allergic to alcohol, I think. And I'm not, (laughs) I'm not sure if it's just in large quantities or just in general. I just don't feel, it's not, I don't ever get hung over. I never feel like groggy or, you know, I just don't feel good the next day. Like my stomach bugs me. I just don't, I don't have a great next day with regards to like wanting to eat or anything like that. (laughs) I love that you're pretending it's an allergy. I'm pretty sure it's an allergy. I'm allergic to alcohol because it impacts me when I have a lot. It happens, though, sometimes when I don't have a lot. That's why I think that like it, it doesn't seem to matter about quantity. But I had a lot of uh, stuff to drink while we played. Uh, during that time, we made some agreements. So we did. <laughs> a lot we of people did. were we had. So we had my wife, your wife, and then two of our buddies. Oh, actually, we had a lot more than that. And then we had two other couples as well there that's were, right there were 10 of us at, at our at our peak numbers yeah really close friends and family. as we got later into the evening uh some of those old couples dropped off and so there were <laughs> eight of, 
all younger than us too. Six of us left at the <laughs> end. Yeah, we talked to them about. Uh, so we we got we have a lot of guests coming in after dark, which is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> and they've all. What's crazy is all four of them played Path of Exile today for the first time. I don't think any of them had played Path of Exile before. Not once. What a crazy thing. Your wife, my wife, and, and both Ryan and Chris, who are both uh, patrons as patrons as well, but never touched never touch path of exile Just which is kind. awesome i was laughing to myself today like this has got to be close to tyler's heaven like I, oh. our friends and his wife i had to change my pants like six times <laughs> like, you know what <laughs> you weren't responding to my messages but i could see you on your wife's camera watching her and on your phone i was like wow he's totally into it because he's not responding to my messages at all look at this Look at this. I have no for science. For science. Look at this. An ugly oh, notepad. No. And this, it's like, <laughs> this is like kind of like what it's like to play PoE. So I, I'm, I just let her play. I didn't, I didn't like tell her stuff unless she had a question, but I didn't want to like give stuff away. I wanted to see how she figured it out. If the stuff that's, you know, I've always thought that PoE's tutorial introduction, even though they really improved it in 3.0, I always thought it was it's just missing way too much really valuable information to hook a new player that doesn't know about the game already mm -hmm. and so this was me writing down the things that i thought were really cool that i never noticed or things that i think are missing but from a perspective that i could only gain by watching someone new play right. you and i have like what 18 20 000 hours in the game between the two of us sure. there's no way we can have an accurate opinion of what a legit tutorial is like so I wrote the notes down and I didn't want to like, I'd love you. to get into it. And I totally can't. This is what well, we won't do it right now. But so that's what I was doing. That's why I didn't see your messages. Plus, she was broadcasting. She was reading and laughing. She was reading and laughing. So you, we'll you, chat you, more about that later. And then definitely that'll be a lot of after dark, which is going to be a lot of fun hearing from some of them what they thought about uh, the experience. The deal was that they needed to play POE and beat Brutus. Get yeah. to at least Brutus. If they were going to come on after dark, which I assume they all did. I honestly don't even no, know. Nobody did. Uh, maybe your wife did, but wife I don't think the other one. three did. Good for her. Wow. Doubled the distance. Yeah. Good for you. Oh, you, you had her like burning fire under her butt. Probably don't pick that up. Don't pick that up. Just go do no. this. No, click there, click there. I helped a little bit and then I, w I had stuff to do. So, but my son was in the office and so he was kind of helping her out. And uh, yeah, I definitely did not just go like here. <laughs> have at yeah. it. I, I like tried to help her through because it, it is not the greatest intro to a game no it's not no, good. you don't know where to go you don't know what to do you don't know how to talk you don't know how to vendor you don't know what a good item is or not you forget what links are halfway through the you know breaking the eggs anyway it was super cool to watch them all play that was a lot of fun among us great co-op game i thought that was so much fun i got to the we, we played for hours i was the imposter two times yeah and Ryan was the imposter every time? Like a freaking hundred billion times. Yeah. And then there was like a stretch of like an hour and a half where every single time we started, people killed me first. Oh, that know. was the best. <laughs> it was so annoying. You got so good at being a ghost. And you can't it was talk. awesome. No, you're not That's allowed to talk. That's the hardest part about that game. You guys all would have a meeting and there were times where I was literally staring down at the ground. My wife had just killed me and instantly called a meeting to accuse someone else and I was under my breath just being like you son of a mother ever and then I can't say anything <laughs> at all she's trying not to laugh and I'm just pissed yeah. oh no it was good but people started showing their tells by the end of the night I mean you started falling asleep with your phone in your hand but people started having their tells by the end of the night it was pretty cool it was a late night 
Yeah, it was, it was a really we, late to, we forced ourselves to go to bed and we weren't tired and uh, that's how fun it was. Two thirty for us old folk. Normally I'm Oh, you were the whole time anyway. By you were the whole time. Hey, I made it to two thirty. You hush. that was impressive. That never happens. How was your POE week? Um, did you have one? No, besides watching my wife play. Awesome. All right. I did not. So I actually had a really big couple weeks because uh, it's been technically, I guess, two weeks, two days short of two weeks. And oh my goodness, like, so, OK, it's Edda, uh, someone that I hang out with on Twitch. They were a huge help. They pointed out that Safarian, I apologize if I'm saying the name wrong, but very big in the PoE community. I never really noticed because I don't actually follow a lot of the popular streamers, not for any other reason than just simply time like when i sit down to play or when i have time to myself i want to sit down and play but i'm familiar with some of them you know you see the names pop around enough as you involve yourself in the community and apparently safarian plays all the time with controller i never on pc yeah nice and so there was um uh edda from twitch sent me a video of safarian's kind of tutorial on how to set it up with this free program and you can use whatever controller you want that connects to the computer and this is how it works displayed it added in which parts of personal preference which parts are sort of kind of required so it was pretty cool pretty cool so that was that was a big revelation Did for you me try that it? might actually no not yet but does it require the uh, steam one because i remember we talked i was going to give you mine i just totally forgot no but i could use it I, I might even be able to use the steam controller without needing that software so i'd be curious to try it. cool um i i uh made a reddit post created one want to know what it was about Sure. Console and PC, I have a hard time clicking, and I know that's not really a challenge for a lot of people, but on console, it's quite different where, you know, if there's 40 enemies on the screen, but you just want to know what the boss health is, you're having the heck of a time just aiming that left analog stick in whatever general direction and hoping it focuses on the boss instead of the 20 enemies in front of it, right? So I was like, uh, for a long time, and like, look at many other games, Dark Souls would be a great example there's a permanent health bar on the screen anytime a boss is around that sounds great to me in path of exile especially when you can see what a great way to actually finally be able to read like the mods of the enemy you know what i mm -hmm. mean underneath the boss bar and honestly i'd be fine with three small versions of it for the maps that have three bosses or whatever it is but my goodness like i so anyway i've, I've always wanted a permanent health bar for bosses in this game and I've also wanted like a pop-up display that says boss is dead. You know, in Dark Souls, you beat someone who's like success, victory, you defeated, whatever it is. In this game, like I used the example in my Reddit thread of saying like there's some bosses where there's no fog gate, right? There's no boss gate. You simply like go around all of a sudden, like you didn't even realize the boss is dead. You're like, did I kill the boss? Did I not kill the boss? Maybe you've forgotten, right? So if there was like a heads up display or a quest tracker in every map saying, you know, boss is defeated, check mark. I think I think that would be another quality of life feature when it comes to bosses as well. So I put that in my um suggestions for an improved boss battle HUD post. It got the crap kicked out of it by some total losers. I just pulled it up out of curiosity. Oh my goodness. It's there was one nice person. I mean there were people that were kind or cut the people down but like everybody's downvoted like crazy that commented on it yeah they're all you know, people saying stuff like just hold alt while you're mapping all the time yeah okay that's what i'm gonna do yep great and then other people are like you just need to pay attention more like, okay, I'm talking about quality of life features that 
every single other game does except for this one i don't know why but and and i'm probably wrong but for some reason i feel like that was in poe2 when i got to play it i thought there was something about actually oh. now seeing boss you're not talking 2.0 you're talking poe2 no, oh my Path brain went in the wrong direction oh i hope so i feel like i, I saw so. it oh man i wish i could remember anyway oh i hope so you're right though it should be an and and arguing against that is absolutely stupid it yeah. is i i don't have any problem with uh, head stuff or wrist stuff or clicking or whatever i still think it 100 should be in the game because why not there's not a reason to not do it and in fact even having like enemy health bars means jack squat it doesn't mean anything i want to see oh, it's right. way more epic to have something big that is like okay you've now entered into a fight yeah no i agree with you 100 i think maybe one reason they don't is because your character is actually in the top third of the screen you're not centered in the screen and the enemy information is typically at the top make it so small. something permanent right yeah change the hud display right make sure. it change it however it is but yeah i think it would what a surprise though that reddit was a dickhead about it Oh, I Shocker. know. I know. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got in a mini argument with somebody because I I felt like putting the energy in and I'm like, don't be a dick. Like, be nice. We don't need anything else. You, like, you know, that had no oh, you're effect being on them rude. at all. I'm not being rude. You're being rude. And I'm like, no, you're being rude. And he's like, no, you're being rude. No, you're. And so that was fun for me. I enjoyed that Sweet. little moment of childish behavior. Mm -hmm. uh, I had about three going back to my POE week. Uh, and I'm glad you agree with me. It's nice. Feels good. I had three solid three-hour sessions in the last two weeks, which I was quite happy with. Uh, it all revolved Standard around my and yeah, obs just obs just. That's what all the cool people play, and it all revolved around my animate weapon build, just trying to like find and solidify a way to make it great for my personal preference. You know what I mean? Like the build works well as it is, but I don't like how it plays and feels. It's not. I'm not comfortable with the way my guide is actually structured. So trying to find a way that I'm, it's really fun and easy for me as well. And I think I got it. And it's 100% thanks to Tom, who responds frequently on YouTube. I love Tom. Yeah. So you don't need that. Now, you know how inspiration support works, right? This is common with Righteous Fire builds. You have, let's say Righteous Fire is linked to Cyclone, right? But then you also link or sorry, not Righteous Fire. You have saying, inspiration. It's <laughs> a weird combo. Justin. No, no. People that know their things. Explain do this. this. How does this work? <laughs> what build is this? Righteous Fire and Cyclone combined. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, right. that's, that's all you need. No. So you have inspiration support linked to whatever that spends mana. Let's say it's Cyclone. Okay. Anything else that has inspiration support linked to it gets the benefit from the inspiration support that Cyclone's linked to, right? Yep. So here I am thinking like the, the, the spell, the uh, spell slinger support kind of came out around the same time as inspiration support. And so because inspiration support need, and I played around a lot with it, needs to be linked to some sort of catalyst to be linked to other things into function. I just assumed spell slinger support was the same way. So with spell slinger, oh, okay, you yeah, have not... the wand attack, right? Like power siphon. Mm -hmm. And then I thought you needed power siphon or sorry, um, spell slinger to be linked to the wand attack to then trigger with all the other wand attacks. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that you didn't need spell slinger support or sorry, you didn't need spell slinger support didn't have to be linked to the wand attack oh, right. for spell slinger to work with its other links. 
Right. So that saved me so much trouble because what I'm trying to do with this build is I want there to be three relevant curses going all the time. And because I didn't want to use four, my three four links as cast and damage taken, ball lightning, hex touch support, and the curse. Uh, like, I don't also want to be vulnerable with no damage mitigation before that because I'm using enfeeble and temporal change as my primary mitigation. This way, now what uh, Tom suggested was because now that I've realized I don't need spell slinger support linked to the wand attack, I could just use the wand attack, hex touch, and two curses right? So now I'm constantly cursing. I have my, my defense, the blasphemy all around me, but then I'm constantly cursing the other ones and they always have three and it's made it amazing. I absolutely love it. It's gone from a close quarter combat build to a very far build, but profane bloom, which makes cursed enemies have a 25% chance to explode. Yep. Oh my goodness. Now having that at range instead of super close, because this build used to be my vortex build. So it's always been close quarter combat. And so now that it's ranged and my AWs are flying and everybody's getting cursed, even if they're outside my blasphemy range, and it's so easy. It's one button and it doesn't require an insane amount of mana reservation nodes, just that one little, or I guess five nodes, one in the top east and then the main major corner in the top west. But, oh, so good. So, so thank you, Tom. One thing that really screwed up my theory crafting, though, and it took me a long time to actually see the validity of the build. Nowhere on the gem does Spellslinger say that the mana reservation percentage that it requires changes as it levels up. Nowhere okay, right. on the, it doesn't say that. So it just says that it's going to reserve mana. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I put in at level one and... I'm reserving a certain amount of mana. And then all of a sudden, as the gem levels, I'm reserving less and less and less mana. So when I'm in path of building, I'm obviously testing my build out with level 20 gems. And I'm like, okay, so this is how much mana I have. This is how much wiggle room I have. So I'm allocating the different things that are also going to reserve mana and such, my mana regen, according to that amount. So I slot in two level one spell slinger supports. And I have no mana. I can't do anything. I had to level them both to level 17 before I could actually run my blasphemy with my spell slinger links. And so it took a long time. And obviously that process was tedious, died a ton. So people that watch me are going to actually think that the build that I think is awesome really sucks because my death count is through the roof. Boy, are they wrong. It is awesome and it's going to be awesome. And I love it now that I have three curses. It was a busy week, two weeks, just it was a busy two weeks. Yeah, it's it's funny because you're talking about Spellslinger. It was one of the things we chatted about and I thought was a pretty heavy nerf to Spellslinger at the beginning of this league because that mana reservation was changed. The way that mana reservation worked with Spellslinger was changed with 312. And that's why it's so harder. Was it flat before? So it used to be just 20% at all gem levels. Now it goes from um 30% at gem level down to 25% to 20. Why would it, why would you make it harder at the beginning? In the beginning, I know. And the main reason that they did that was because it was incredibly popular to level with. It was very, very strong to level with Spell Slinger because you could do more so what you're talking about. And uh, you, it was cast like crazy. Yeah. Yep. So it is so fun, though. I think this league was my first league playing with Spellslinger, and I loved it. What it did you do with Spellslinger? I don't remember. 
I don't remember if it was in our private league or what it was. I can't actually remember what I was playing with it, but I was like, what? I had no clue. This is how it worked. You know what it is? You know what I feel like? I love the animations of the wand because I've never used a wand attack before. I've always done minions. So I love the underhands that that I'm playing the witch. So I love the underhand that she does. And then, you know, there's like the overhand. She's like a tennis player just going and it looks it it looks really cool. And I like it. But it also reminds me like the sound effects. She reminds me of um, homing crystal soul mass from Dark Souls. No, from Dark Souls. Yeah. You just shove your hand way up there and you get those gems all around you. That's awesome. Hey, did you watch White Christmas this this holiday season? I did watch A Christmas Carol. Thank you, everybody, for telling us that that's what it was. (laughs) Somehow we forgot. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome movie. Uh, private I did messages, watch that one. general chat. Yeah, we got in trouble yeah, for like not remembering. Hey, idiots. It's, it's a Christmas yeah. Carol. And hey, I don't. But actually, at least we talked about Alistair Sims. Yeah, we at least knew that part. And so you know what we're talking about. Come on. Yeah. Give us a break. We were excited for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't watch it. Why do you ask me? Because uh, it's my favorite Christmas movie, and I told you last time, and you didn't watch it. Thanks for everything. That's not how no, we operate, Ty. Like we're friends, but not not that close. I'll get you hooked. Okay, you can have Formula One then. I'll, I'll keep my white Christmas. You can have Formula One. I forgot to tell you one thing about this week. Do you see this right here? I'm pointing to him to yes. a light that's in the background. Do you notice? I don't know how well you can tell, but it's connected. It, it basically, it looks like a, almost like a Funko Pop style character, army character with a headlight from a tractor style as its head. And that's where okay. the light is coming out from. This is the very first Kickstarter that I ever paid money for back in, oh. I, I bought it in 2014 or 2015 and it just arrived. It looks We're big. We're talking like six years ago. It's called the <laughs> Lampster. That's what it's called, the Lampster. It's about 18 inches, probably 18 okay. inches tall. It is quite tall. So it's like a superhero with a lamp face. Yeah. And he's got like little, outf- I, I got like the one that got an outfit with him and he's got like a little sash and boots and stuff. but. And it's cool. You can control with your phone. Literally the worst experience I've ever had working with a company to try and actually get what I paid a lot of money for. And then even so much so that in December of sorry, in December of 2019, they said to me, "Okay, well, if you want it sooner, we can do rushed shipping for you because they were not there was no timeline for when it would get shipped. Still, we can do rush shipping to you if you want to pay the extra 40 bucks American to get it rush shipping. I paid that in December of 2019. So in November wow. or December of this year, I was like, Hey, you guys are just like taking my money. How about you actually send me the product? And I just lost it on them. And then they finally sent it to me. And it did come with the very first piece of glass right here cracked. But thankfully, they ship it with an additional one like an extra. Mm. Anyway, it's did very you, cool. Did you give them a scathing review? No, I don't care. You should. Other people are going to have that crappy experience. No, there's enough people that already are, you know, if you live in anywhere in North America, you probably don't have it because all they're shipping to is like European areas. Mm. And so Canada, America, anything in North America for the most part still has not gotten them. And they gave you this option to pay early or pay extra to get it. Like the thing was like, I want to say it was almost 200 American dollars. Six years. Yes. (laughs) I went on Kickstarter to look and I was like, yeah. Around 2015, I bought this thing. Wow. Anyway, I forgot to tell you about that in my my week. I did get it. It's cool, but it was stupid. So this week in POE, pretty awesome. Oh, okay. There's a lot. It's huge. 
It was. I, I, and it's funny because this is the last week that we'll have before we get patch <laughs> yeah. notes. So it's yeah. not like next week is going to be just a chill. Hey, D&D, when I say D&D, shut up. Oh, it must be phone. a special someone. No, it's not. <laughs> they're going to know now. Now they're going to know. Yeah. So next week is going to be packed full of information. And we already have a, a week today where there's this week in POE. So yeah, this is like the last episode of the lull, right? Before because the next week, we're going to be talking about the already announced 313 core harvest. We'll at least know what the expansion is going to be. We'll have already seen that ginormous billion hour presentation they're planning on uh, Path minutes. of Exile on Twitch. And yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the week after that, the league will have already started. So this yeah, is so our quick. like, and, like, look how it flew. They postponed for a month and we're just talking like nonstop. Yep. Still have tons of notes that kept, get pu- kept getting pushed back. So it's true. Anyway, and they gave us tons to talk about today. So let's let's hit them up. We'll we'll work our way through these. Uh, they gave you the Christmas mystery box. Thanks, GGG. Merry yeah. Christmas to me. I love that they Got do them. that. Oh, so nice. I, I, hated, I hated my reward, but whatever. <laughs> I don't even remember it, so I probably didn't get one that I was impressed with. Yeah. It was an aura that I already had, so it, it's cool to get an aura. Oh, an aura. It's just awesome. an aura I already had. I think the nightshade aura or something. That's fine. Now you don't have to swap out all the time. I don't know if I can combine it because I think I have. I probably already. I don't know. Anyway. I got the aura. I just like that they do that anyway. Yeah. A freebie. <laughs> I put in uh, here, uh, GGG has a lot of their conversations just obscurely throughout the internet world. You know what I mean? They'll answer somebody, which is nice that they're answering, but it'll be an important answer that thousands of people would be interested in as opposed to just one or two. You know what I mean? So it was nice for them to repost this or direct people to this uh because i guess they're obviously getting a lot of uh, questions from people that don't follow every word ggg says online so it says we're expecting heist to become core path of exile content but we recommend waiting until the 313 announcement on january 7th to find out relatively low numbers anyway they uh they retweeted it just to emphasize that it is going core but i did like that they did that a lot of the times they just leave it and let, you know, other people answer for them. So it was cool. So should we start jumping through some of these? Because it was all like, I mean, they were, okay, so they, they did the one which was a bit of a teaser. Because they don't have the teaser section this time around, right? Because they're just blowing it all. They're blowing their load all on one day this time around. So they don't have the teaser section. But this, this one was one. Do you want to read it or do you want me to? You, because you like all this. You're a poet, Justin. You're a poet. So the, uh, I think it was a. Was it written in the actual thing or they tweeted as well? But basically the text was they sought novelties from far and wide at her insistence, never satisfying her curiosity, her lust for conflict and contest. Again, just like the other ones, I was like, cool. She is insatiable for whatever it is she's looking for. And these were uniques that they were looking for and they looked cool. They did not obviously say what they were, but the uniques looked really cool. I think I saw on their tweet, uh, Kit and Cat Noodle say something about the fact that she thought it was leaning more and more towards Calandra, like you had mentioned. Oh, cool. so and and as someone who has no clue about lore at all, me, I, I'm like, well, I'll take that as more real than Tyler telling me. Now, <laughs> looking at the uniques, though, I hate, I don't like this. Look at the gloves. I don't care. They look rad. They have like red streaks. 
what the frick is happening? Well, there's two gloves. First off, the feet. The feet look <laughs> at least they the look top like- left feet. Uh, like that. Like that animal needs to get trimmed. <laughs> they need to get their nails trimmed. Yeah. Of yeah. all of the stuff, I'm I'm more curious about the little orb looking things be- in yeah. the middle. I want to know what those are. I don't care about the unique items themselves because I don't tend to build around something. Maybe until the end of the league. What if they're trinkets that? aren't specific to the heist core mechanic i don't think so i hope so i hope trinkets aren't going to be league specific but they're going to be global like every other item Mm, i don't i kind of like it being related to heist that's such a waste then it's like okay then i'm gonna have like a i'm gonna have a separate amulet slot just for blight get out of here no you can't start that hole that's a crazy hole that means heist has to be a major part of the entire game no it doesn't it means it just needs to be a thing Ugh, it has idea, no just... effect on anything but heist, so it's fine. It yeah. would be different if the heist-based amulet also affected you outside of heist. Then I would have an issue if heist was the only way to get that amulet, but it has no effect on anything but heist. Pretend it's not there. In fact, you won't even know it's there until you get a trinket. Right. So who cares? But then you're just going to be like, oh, wow. I only do heist sometimes, and I have this thing that's only useful sometimes. So? So that sucks. Anyway, I don't think those are trinkets. I hope they don't change it. But of all of the stuff in this one, I, I, I'm more curious about what those little things are in the middle. What did you think of them? Eh, like, I don't when there's about nothing uniques. else, there's no information at all, I'm like, oh, okay. I like the text. That's it. Do you? Do you read that and go, okay, oh, yeah, I love it. this gives no. me some... No, it doesn't give me anything. Okay, I you just, just like the excitement of it? Yeah, I, like I, I don't know anything about the lore, so there's nothing for me to piece together, but I'm like, oh, that's neat. Oh, she's, she's interesting. <laughs> that's going mean something. <laughs> I hope she's really hard to kill. And uh, yeah, no, I like that kind of stuff. And then I try and like, my, my imagination goes and I see the types of unique pictures that go with it that didn't satisfy her insatiability. So I like it. But they had some cool 313 details announced too. Well, not like anything new, but... You mean the announcement? Yeah, they gave the announcement of the announcement, which I absolutely love. Um, What to expect on January 7th for the 313 announcement. Uh, And they said this time around, they're going to go through everything really slow. Well, first off, uh, it'll be January 7th, 11 a.m. our time, PST. Mm -hmm. West Coast, North America time. So whatever time that is for you, but I'm excited about that. They said they're going to go through everything slowly. Now, as an example, they said for gems, we're going to show each one in action along with its tooltip and an exclam- explanation of its mechanic. Wouldn't it have been funny if they did this last league with all of the added? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, add 600 new gems. It's like a month long like... live stream. <laughs> so with this one, it's almost exactly the same, except. Yeah, that's cool. I, I think that's exciting. I, well, I think it'll be neat because. What it seems to be, they, this is a quote from them. It says, players have, off, players have often asked for a look at the type of material we cover on expansion press tours with journalists. So we're quite interested to see what you think of us pre- presenting the new expansion to you directly in this way. So it's like... There's no chance people don't love this way more. Oh, 100%. I don't think this should come as any shock that people would way more prefer to get something direct from GGG than for us to just get an announcement and read about things that are written by other third parties. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that they'll basically be giving us the journalist explanation of how everything goes. And then 
they're going to have the Q&A afterwards. I think it was with Ziggy. Yeah. And then uh, it'll go on for a little bit more, of course. So anyway, that was that was pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited for it. They're doing a good job hyping their hype. And they're also, on top of that, encouraging streamers to restream it, which is really cool. Very. And, and so much so that Twitch drops will actually work even for streamers restreaming it, mm-hmm. which that to me is pretty crazy. I think that's awesome. How do you stream someone else's stream just by I hosting? I have a freaking clue. Cool. Yeah, that's not my thing. I don't stream. I just read the words. Now, did you read there was very well written, very funny. It was written almost in the way that they talk, but there was a post on how patch notes get made. Did you read it? I did. It was awesome. Written by Nick. <laughs> Nick was really freaking funny. If he ever hears this, I love how you write. And uh, so anyway, it was, but it, that was kind of cool, right? Yeah, I, I thought it was great. It was written in a way that was amusing to read, but also you felt for him. Like I read it and was like, oh my God, that sounds like hell. But you get the real life perspective of it. You know, you get why people like his coworkers shouldn't revolve around him for what he needs to do, but you get why it's nice if they can. And you get, you know, like any criticisms a, a fan might have towards incorrect or missing patch notes things. It kind of gives a fan more understanding, right? Less expectation and more appreciation for the work. I like that he showed the screenshot of sort of what he has to comb through. Uh, I was cool? I actually read through it hoping there was like something funny in there, but there wasn't. <laughs> yeah. But then my favorite line of the whole thing was him saying the people who work at GGG are very smart and skilled and I like them a lot. And that's my favorite part right there is I like them a lot. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. absolutely god awful at writing comment notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that was so funny. But yeah, the whole thing was really cool. It's interesting how he goes through and what he has to do. Yeah. And then I think he called one of his other uh, employees, uh, how how do you pronounce the word? A masochist? Masochist. Yeah, a masochist. (laughs) And Talia, I think it was. I know it's funny. I think it was well written. It was fun to read. I think it's an important read too for people if you're ever up for it. And it was pretty cool. Then they came out. Now, have they came out with something called a brief history of the Atlas lore? Now, it's done from like, someone that works for ggg's opinion of how that lore integrated it wasn't like actually just debriefing the lore and explaining it to you or paraphrasing the lore to you but it was their opinion on how the lore functioned you know what i mean right it's written from the point of view of nick again the narrative designer and what's interesting is it's not a lore explanation in the sense of like walking you through the story it's more this overarching theme to the different, you know, Atlas of the Worlds, War of the Atlas, and then Conquerors of the Atlas. And what their sort of, I don't know, their arcing theme that sort of happened. And then also he kind of ties that into what he wanted to improve with Conquerors. Because uh, the, 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 the storyline that you kind of see with Conquerors, and we've talked about it, it's lacking a bit. And when you compare it to Shaper and Elder. Yeah. And it was cool to hear that his personal opinion was he liked the older ones, the Shaper, Elder, and War of... uh, Yeah, Shaper and Elder versions and how they integrated that storyline better than how Conquerors are. And he felt that they were kind of flat and it was too structured. It was less surprisey, I guess you could say. Um, It just wasn't very powerful, I guess. And so it was kind of neat because... So they talked about all the pros and cons with it. And then he goes and says, with all of the previous now three Atlas expansions in mind, in 313, we're looking to achieve 
these these next following goals. So they want to introduce um, an ominous. Ominous. We want to reintroduce some of the ominousness that came with the eldritch feel of the Shaper and Elder. And we also want to inject more story into the regular mapping and give some unpredictability to it, which I think is cool because there really isn't a lot of story currently as you go through. It's like, oh, we found the guy. We know where his hideout is. And you go and kill him. And you already hate the boss because you have to talk to Kirik. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, and yeah, and he mentions it a little bit, but one of my favorite things when Atlas of the Worlds came out, which was, I think, 3.0, was he, you were introduced to Shaper, but where you were building out your map randomly as you're fighting a boss, the whole thing would freeze. And it'd go this really crazy black, dark theme as the shaper would float around you and have some saying about like how pathetic you were. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just loved that. It was such a crazy thing. And then, and then it just disappeared that there was just nothing with that anymore. The delirium guy did the same kind of thing, which you really like. You like that influx of condescending lore. Yep. And conquerors just didn't have any of that. It, and uh, my hope, well, so there, I have a couple things. I know you have a couple more comments. I just want to throw this out here real quick because I haven't actually Please read do. any of your notes. Uh, I clearly did not sound like Cyrus is going anywhere. It sounded, in fact, like they were just going to be building up the story to explain Cyrus's story a bit more. And my hope is that the Conquerors, the whole process of the Conquerors in the Atlas shifts away from this dumb, do this three times, then do this four times, then whatever. I, I really do like the idea of it being like he said, where you were more caught off guard a little bit when when uh, Elder and stuff would happen. No, I'm I love the Conqueror fights and I, I actually like the Conqueror progression by someone who, even though I wish I didn't, I do skip through all the lore stuff. I like the setup of the current Atlas with the exception of Cyrus. Like if the whole battle and just that really long progression of going through the maps to earn your final boss battle got you a different boss, this would be such a better endgame expansion than we currently have. Uh, like you said, I don't like the unpredictability of, oh, you need to do five maps to reach your Cyrus quota or, oh, you need to do nine maps. I wish that was static. I wish that made sense. I'm fine if it's the big number. Like I want a greater chance at getting influenced items, not a lesser chance. At the same time, I'd be fine if it was a lower number, if you only had to do five, because it's nice to reset the neighborhood. Wait, is that what it's called? Region that you're playing in and do different maps. So I just hate everything to do with Cyrus. From a lore perspective, I'm not into this at all. I don't care about the story of each of the Conquerors, unfortunately. I would love to know more story and background to them, but I also more than that want to see the Cyrus fight fixed. So. Uh, learning the lore I think would be cool because it was it was pretty cool to find out that the shaper was Xana's father and you know like the first time you're going through that kind of stuff that was really cool in that part of the story I loved that part yeah I was actually really disappointed when I found out via someone's stream as opposed to on my own I was like oh but like that's how into it I was but this story yeah I'm not connected at all and that, but that could change. I actually think that there's a potential for that to change if there is something storyline related. I, like Cyrus makes zero sense to me from a lore side. I just, I don't know. He seemed, he's supposed to be just some random exile who was 
yeah caught in the caught in the atlas so doing the ceiling yeah yeah i don't get that part but yeah i was reading this going okay so i don't think cyrus is changing as the potential still end game boss which is I, i am fine if the fight is fixed or better and i know there's people that disagree with us some people will think that the cyrus fight is great totally fine everybody's open to their own opinion i just don't like it i think it's dumb too off screen shots stupid storms stupid long moments of invulnerability in a game where you have an insane amount of different mechanics that based on duration yeah dumb no ads and the other conqueror fights are actually better than oh, 100%. than cyrus yeah and i don't even like some of them but they're definitely better than the cyrus fight so i agree so they said with the above in mind right all this stuff that they were mentioning 313 were looking to achieve better ominousness uh, like the shaper and elder had more unpredictability like the shaper had we want to address some of the omissions and gaps in the conquerors of the atlas storyline and build upon what's already there so kind of like what you're saying although it's important to note that the new storyline exists in addition and parallel to the current atlas content so there it is looks like it's just like a brand new section in a way And finally, we want to provide narrative hooks for the future. This means that some of your questions this go around aren't going to be answered lore wise. But if you're a fan of speculating, you won't be disappointed. So anyway, I thought that was really cool. I liked it. Have you ever seen GGG do like a lore update before? I have no idea. It's not something I would have ever paid attention to. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's like, I wonder if there was an outcry if there is that much of a complaint the end game for even like the more professional players, right? Because even though we play it a lot, we're casual. I don't think so at all. I think it may be okay. Maybe there's an inkling, and maybe they've had like a long to do list, uh, and that was one of them. This they just have the benefit of they've had an extra month, so so they're adding so this you get extra the, content. Yeah, this is maybe something yeah, okay. they've wanted to do. But it just didn't fit into the timeline. And now you're talking like, the post. Yeah. And putting together oh, okay, just this yeah, thing, yeah. right? You know, like they have there, I would imagine there's some extra time leading up to 313 that they would not normally have had uh, with a launch being a month ago. Gotcha. 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 And then they did their Happy New Year, a 2020 retrospective, uh, which was basically them breaking down their, their 2020 year. It was, it was cool. I, uh, my favorite part out of all of them, and I know, I ha- again, I haven't checked your notes, so I don't know what you've got, but my favorite one was, we improved the Steam patching process. Best <laughs> fix of 2020. <laughs> Best right. part of 2020. And the general patching process, too, so now it's super fast. Well, that's, now that's you can... what I'm talking about. The whole thing, the fact that it patches right away, it doesn't need to allocate for a day. I included that in here for you. You Did betcha. You? Okay, good. It was oh, the yeah. best part. You betcha. Yeah. They added stash folders and stash affinities. I know that might not seem like big news now, but in three years, this is the year they did it. So that's kind of cool. They did release Vulcan back in the day. That was at the beginning of the year. So that's kind of neat. They won the 2020 BAFTA award for the evolving game section, which is pretty sweet. Who could ever beat them in the evolving game section? Literally no way way that they lose every year. Uh, is that people are just bored of voting for the same person. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, yeah, I, I'm very impressed. Uh, they said seven and a half million players playing PoE on the international realm, which is pretty sweet. Check this out. This one I actually liked because I did the math per day. 
they did 90 updates this year, 90 patches. Do you know how that's that's one patch every four days? Wow. Like I know I, they I mean, once, you know, league slows down, you're getting to a patch a week, a patch once every two weeks. But at the beginning of the league, you know, it's obviously busier. But think about it. What other game gets a patch once every four days? That's crazy. I think yeah, that's that awesome. Is nice. That's really cool. And uh, they also had what else they released the, might be one of the first times since they started their normal schedule that they've only released three leagues instead of four. Right. They had Delirium. Seems so long ago. Delirium. Harvest and Heist. All huge. Hey, like all very game breaking mechanics. They added cluster jewels this year. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. They're completely changing. And they probably knew this the second they incorporated it just as a league. They're completely changing crafting with Harvest. That's crazy. They added trinkets and this whole heist thing that they're adding into the core game. Like those are huge leagues compared to other things. It's not just like, well, we like this mechanic and we're throwing it in 10%. Like those are ginormous changes in a game. Yeah. And then you combine all of that with the fact that like everyone else in the entire world, they're combating COVID. They're working from home. They're, you know, everybody. It's not just like a few that are dealing with this, like their entire company had to shift how they operated. So. To be able to have this as your 2020, like, you know, checklist of things you did while also going through that is is really impressive. Yeah, they reminded everyone, which I'm glad they did. Harvest and Heist were basically made from home. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Despite all the things like the gaps or the holes or the, you know, like bosses coming out later type of stuff. That's a really important thing to remember. And I'm very impressed with them. Well, and with 313 too. Whenever 313 comes out, entirely made. I mean, they did have a little bit of time, but. I remember from our conversation with Camille and I've spoken to him a bit since too. They've constantly been back and forth between whether they can or cannot be in the office. So that's pretty awesome. And despite all that they've been working on from home, they've been continuing to work on Path of Exile 2 and Path of Exile Mobile. Yeah, they threw it in. And there's going to be lots more news on these projects coming up in 2021. So that's awesome. I did see something um, from the GGG community team account on Reddit that said, PoE Mobile is still in development, although we currently don't have a timeline for the release yet. It's probably just going to come around the same time as PoE 2. Cool. So that was kind of cool for the three other people like me that are just as excited for PoE Mobile as they are for PoE 2. What a what a week, hey? This week in PoE. It's kind of fun because it wasn't anything that was content related. It wasn't like league stuff that we'll definitely be getting into big time next week. But yet it was still a crap load of stuff. Yeah. Do you have any other feelings towards 313 after you've read the little bit of stuff we've had? The only thing I know now, it's probably not PoE 2. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I feel Even like they've pretty good flat out now. said they're not. It's not PoE 2. Justin's like, ah, they've oh, lied before. You're saying there's a chance. They're tricking us. So. Let's see here, though. Like, are you talking like 313 core? Are you talking 313 league or just everything that's coming in 313? Just what you do. You have anything that you're kind of hoping to see or expectations for 313? I hope it's simple. The league mechanic, not the core. I hope the Cyrus fight, if it does, if the Cyrus fight doesn't change, which I don't think it would, though I want it to. If the Cyrus fight doesn't change, I hope it's not the center of the new core end game additions they're making you know what i mean like i hope it doesn't revolve around the cyrus fight i hope it's something that just enhances the entire experience or makes the process towards that crappy fight better 
even though I like the process now. I think the thing I'm most excited for, though, are the new crafting is going to be core. Like the last time they changed crafting was with Jun, right? They let all those syndicate crafting mods get added to your crafting bench. And that dramatically changed crafting. Before that, crafting hadn't changed. It was like, besides some minor additions that they might add in terms of mods, crafting was the same. That's, well, no, like they had, what was it? Crafting was, you had to go to each individual master that had their individual crafting bench. And I remember as a new player, like, wait, do I have to go to Katarina for oh, this yeah. mod Even or Even as an experienced player, I always forgot. Yeah, and you couldn't remember. And then so then they accumulated it all into one crafting bench. And that was when Syndicate came out, right? With Jun. I think that was when they did it. Or maybe they did it 3.3. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, when they added that, that was, that, the that was like their big crafting out. change. Now, without knowing what Harvest is, Harvest was dramatic. And so with them adding Harvest crafting to the core of poe i'm really excited to see what that is because that's like a permanent change if you started playing like we have four of our dearest people in our lives playing poe for the first time today if they ever touched the crafting bench they'd be like wow that's really cool you know they'd never know and so now you're getting that to like that next stage you know they're growing up the crafting bench is growing up one more stage with harvest so i'm excited for that and then all the high stuff like we're talking literally all as far as we know GGG said that heist is actually going to have very few changes to it. And it's ta they're talking about heist changes, I'm assuming, not the content. So we're talking about alternate gems are, as far as I know, a permanent thing in PoE now. These alternate base types are a permanent thing. You can now literally plan around getting them long term, short term, like I, all the crazy uniques, whatever they were called, like alternate gem qualities. I, I oh, love it. Oh, the, the zombie ones? So you didn't think that they would take that out, did you? That's so much work. To, I mean, I get it. They will take something out if it just flat out doesn't work. But that was a massive amount of work. I never thought they would. But there's always the fear that for some reason it's not going to work with the future. Now, I've always been under the impression that all these leagues and league mechanics were basically testing the yeses and the noes for PoE 2. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, so. Um, but I think those are the things that I'm most excited about, most excited about. I don't know, like the 313, like that whole like Atlas wheel mini boss battle area. It looked like, I don't know, it looked like mini games. <laughs> you know what I mean? It looks like, uh, uh, Einhardt fights on steroids. That looks kind of cool. Give me something long-term to do permanently. And I'm happy. Yeah. How about you? Any hopes and dreams for, uh, 313? No, I'm I'm just excited to see it. I'm excited to something new endgame. Some some change to endgame. That's what I'm excited for. I am surprised how stale I find this. Like I was always apathetic to lore, the, even though I never wanted to be. I was just too excited to get in and start killing stuff. Um, but I was still very interested, despite the fact that I was skipping through stuff. I was still very interested in the Shaper Elder lore, and I'm very disinterested in this one. Mm -hmm. They did such a good job of of interacting it with so many times when you were doing maps like it was really well built into the end game for shaper and elder yeah. i don't really find it with conquerors not only that there's it, you know one thing that bugs me with conquerors and i think they're going to be shifting and, and doing better with explaining the story but i actually tried in the beginning to read their books you know when you would kill the conquerors and they oh, had their yeah, books? the four different stages they have yeah. right uh but the fact that it didn't continue to play when i left 
I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and wait for it to play through. Yet some of the things they'll play through a freaking load. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but this, they were like, just... nah, you got to stay in this room. I wish every single one did that. Yeah, it's awesome. Every single one. And oh, oh my goodness. Like, don't get me started on new player stuff. But if there was a log for everything you clicked on, you could go back and read anytime you want. Yeah. Like how many games, how many RPGs have you played where you have that log of things you've read or done? And wouldn't that be great? Uh, like a clickable lore log where, OK, this is what you've done. The act one. Here's all your lore stuff. Act two. Here's all your lore stuff. Like, it's not like it's Dark Souls where lore is actually on the inscriptions of every item and you have to find the item to pass to, to figure out what's going on. But if you had just a lore section, here's act one. Here's about Merve. This is what Merve said. This is like one one thing that I've been as I've been trying to get into lore as this delay has gone on for 313. I've been finding it very surprising outside of fan made stuff. There isn't a legit section like the wiki doesn't have anywhere near as much as i'd hoped um a lot of league stuff is missing i'm surprised that ggg with all the effort they put into lore doesn't have something so that people can actually know and care about their lore Mm -hmm. how many other gaming companies have websites where this is what happened here this is what happened here in case you missed it this is here like you go to the witcher you go so many different websites actually tell you like this is your lore we're excited about this we want you to know i wish ggg did that i really wish they did not to take anything away from the fan-made stuff, but I want it. I want it. Did you have a favorite part of PoE in 2020? Maybe a favorite league or a favorite thing? If you had to pick one Path of Exile-related favorite thing in 2020, what would it be? This is a long silence and a good question. I didn't. I liked Delirium content, but I didn't like it because that was the first league with the new Conqueror system. And the... The Conquerors, it really needed to get tweaked. Like the end game was just, it was way too unbalanced in terms of damage and the influence types and the shotgun damage. And then it was just like, it wasn't a good league. It wasn't well balanced until the next league. So Delirium didn't stand out to me, but I love the concept of Cluster Jewels. To me, that is just awesome. What was, what was next? Harvest. That wasn't a good co-op one. Um... We couldn't really play co-op well, which is one thing that really excited us for Heist. I loved all the crafting. Um, It was very disappointing to see how divided it made the community as opposed to just appreciative of how everybody was playing. Um, But I really liked I really liked the the crafting, the solo self found aspect, I think the encouragement. Yeah, I think that would be it. Now that I reflect on all three leagues, I think. As a solo self-found player, seeing a huge global interest in solo self-found and slower crafting, like, you know, like taking the time to sit there and think. And the slow part of the game wasn't the combat, but it was staring at your screen and being like, should I do this or should I do that? I hated I hated the the garden. Like I hated dealing with that. I hated that that was a part of needing to do something, all that micromanagement. But I loved what it brought to the community. So I think that solo self-found encouragement. How about you? What was your favorite part of PUE 2020? Uh, probably the podcast. That's not fair. Yep, it's our, it's the podcast because I care about I I care about the uh, people listening. Ty, okay. Well, oh, you're you're making me sound like no. such a. Well, uh, you kind of are. 
Uh, no, it actually was. It probably was my favorite part about Path of Exile. I the leagues, I liked all of them. Delirium, uh, like uh, the guy, the person voicing and the stuff that was being said made Delirium amazing. And then Cluster Jewels was awesome. Uh, there were parts of Delirium I hated, but it was a, a cool league. I really liked Harvest. Oh wait, Delirium was the second league of the New Conquerors. But anyway, go I'm ahead. just listening. I'm just going off the ones you were talking about. Uh, Harvest was fine. I liked Harvest. I know a lot of people didn't like Harvest. Uh, it was fine. I would. It was one of those ones where it was fun when you got it set up, and then I never would have wanted to do it again. And then Heist to me was a blast. I had a good time in it. I really had a lot of fun in all of our private leagues that we did uh, in 2020, which was all of them with uh, Forever Exiled. That was a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. So we're gonna be heading into After Dark pretty soon. We got. Uh, some people joining us, which is going to be a lot of fun talking to them. Both of our wives and two buddies are going to join. Well, maybe one or two buddies are going to join us for After Dark to have some conversations about Path of Exile as a new player and just chat in general. But you had some some quick observations from a new player perspective. You can remove the word quick. From no, that. quick in this. In After Dark, you can go into detail into your notes. No, I'm not going to bring this up into After Dark at all because I don't. I want to hear what they thought about uh, all right. POE from a first-time experience. I don't want them to hear about You're me. You're not like, reading through four pages. It's one and a half, and I am going to. Shorten it. So, But it's not, it's not, they're not. So here's some things. Like, So I'm watching my wife play, and I intentionally, and I'm like, dear, for science, I'm going to help you as little as possible. Have a good time. Now, she's an RPG player. She knows her stuff. We normally play on console, but that's not really a big deal. And I was watching, um, Chris was broadcasting for a bit as well. So I got to see how he was struggling or not and enjoying certain aspects of it and some of the questions they were asking. And of course, right, when you're trying to make a game for new people, you're not just making, like your whole game's designed around people that are going to like the experience, but your introduction into the game isn't for people that already know what path of exile is right it's you have a free-to-play game which means you're trying to attract a lot more people you're trying to hook people as soon as they're in not knowing what to do isn't a good way to do it so right off the bat my wife asks is a character choice important yeah you know no information right you have nothing and it is absurdly it's the most important decision you make in the whole game it determines where you start on the tree it determines your three class options what are the ascendancy classes right off the bat without knowing anything yeah, I like, don't, they don't even give you like a breakdown of like more towards a caster this is more me yeah no nothing they have a little bit of a blurb but in poe isn't it a blurb just about the character right yeah but so even though the witch does start with a lot of casting stuff poe like my when my wife asked she's like so do i have to do like spells and magic or can i do whatever i want i'm like you can literally do anything you want with anything. Like the POE is all about doing anything you want with your character, no matter who you start with. And her face just like, just shone. She was like, whoa, that's awesome. But it's like crazy that there isn't like as a starting class, right? And they, and one thing I really loved, especially when I saw how overwhelming the game can be right off the bat, when GGG says, okay, here's six gems for you to pick after completing this quest. That's like a very small amount of gems and it's such a good idea to do that because it's already a lot of reading like to know what gem you're picking you're already reading so much so 
you know, to have a blurb as to like, kind of like what your experience is going to be if you follow blindly the quest line and what gems are offered you, I think would be a really good idea. So anyway, yeah, she asked, is a character choice important? Yes, yeah, yes, it is. And uh, they don't help you with that. Does it tell you anything? I don't know what that means. It's your own freaking notes. Yes, it is. All right, next. My wife said, you know what? It would be awesome if they had a random name generator. Because you can't, like, you're competing with hundreds of thousands of names, millions of names. And it's like, okay, well, I can't, like, I, it's a permanent name. You can't change it. But having a random name generator would be pretty cool. I'm like, actually, that's true. A lot of games have that. A lot of games. And they don't. Especially when you, like, can't have the same name as someone else. Global chat. <laughs> Global chat's enabled by default. And they don't tell you how to bring up chat. So right off the bat, it's like red text. Hi, world. Talking about market price. Talking about this. Did she not create an account under yours? Did she not create a character under your account? No, I, she, she, I wanted the science feel, Justin. Oh, so you made a whole new account account. in. Oh yeah. She, she started her own Streamlabs thing. She started her own Steam account. Oh yeah. You bet. Because my wife's was under mine. And so it's connected to 2021 or 2121. So there was just very little. Uh, Arcane Surge is the first support you get as a witch. Mm -hmm. That's a tricky one to understand if you've never touched PoE. Like, I was thinking about that. Like, sure, it's helpful. It gives you mana regen and spell damage, but that is a really hard one to understand if you have never played this game before. And I was thinking, like, you know, they should probably put simple skills in there and leave the complex ones for later. Or at least just as vendor only, because Arcane Surge, after you spend a certain amount of mana, you get a buff. Mm -hmm. Now, this is me paraphrasing it. After you spend a certain amount of mana, you get a buff. That buff gives you mana regen and spell damage, and it lasts only for a certain amount of time. And the spell doesn't tell you that if you level up the spell, you need to spend more mana to get the buff. Like, there's nothing that tells you that the spell, what changes when you level it up. Yeah, I've always thought with spell, with any uh, skill, support or not, that it should show you what's going to change besides the level requirement. And they don't tell you about mana flasks. Like they tell you about health flasks, but then they don't tell you about mana flasks. And it wasn't until after the Hillock fight that I pointed out that they're, that the mana flasks you can use as well. But a lot of the times, because you don't even, you're not even paying attention to mana. There's no mention to mana and mana spend expenditure, right? So they give you your spell or your attack, whatever it is. and it's just there. All of a sudden, you can't cast it anymore, and they don't say anything about it. If you've played the game before and you know about it, sure, but they don't do that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And one thing that I was really surprised with, with both people that I was watching that played, there's a default attack for every character and every player. And what's the point of it? Like, it's to give you some sort of damage, I guess, at some point. But both people that I was watching used it a lot. Oh, really? Used it a lot. There wasn't any information as to, hey, you know, when you can switch this out to move only. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Your left click. There wasn't any information about how to switch your skill binds, which is very important to enjoying the game. My wife was like already six buttoning it. Every single active spell she had, she was ready to go. It was like, cast, 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 cast. So, yeah, I was quite surprised because, I mean, the game is much more enjoyable when you just want to move and you don't want to attack. But as a new player, you don't know all of your options yet, right? And they also default you with having gem sockets 
not displayed until you hover over it as opposed to being permanently displayed. And I have not seen the game with like the from scratch default settings at all. So let's see what else. Oh yeah. So as a, as a witch, she's starting off as spells for the most part. Right. But then all of a sudden there's a, there's an attack or two in there. And I forget if it was power siphon or for whatever it was. There's an attack projectile one. I can't remember which one. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And she's adding it there. She thinks it's awesome. It looks really cool and hits hard. So she's going through and using it. She doesn't know that all of her increased spell damage nodes don't work for that. That's not a spell. She thinks like it's it's an RPG. You're you're a witch. You're casting. She has only she doesn't have anything attack or accuracy based at all at the beginning. So she's looking at spell damage and this. She doesn't know that an attack is a specific term. She doesn't know that spell is, you know what I mean? So she she's thinking that her spell damage is working for this attack, this wand attack. So there really is no explanation for that. Now, I get you don't want to overload the player with stuff. But what you provide, if you want to limit how much tutorialing you're doing to someone, you have it's what you provide them prevents them from doing too much reading. You know what I mean? So giving those wand attacks that don't benefit from anything that you have, like even the very first spell, the very first um, thing you get, what's it called? Arcane Surge. The very first support you get doesn't work with the wand attack. And they give you a wand attack really early if you want. So stuff like that. Like I'm really starting to see how there's like a real disconnect between a brand new player actually understanding what they're doing. I do like some of the blindness though. Like when they, when you get your passive tree, it's just like figure it out, you'll be fine. But there's not even an explanation to what attributes are. Like right off the bat, it's like 10, 10 intelligence. You're like, uh, Sweet. Hey, Ty, what does intelligence do? Well, it does actually tell you what intelligence does, but it is it doesn't tell you where to go and find it because you can mouse over top of it in the character HUD and it will actually tell you what each point of intelligence strength index does. But yes, you would have to know to do that. Right. And there's not one part of the tutorial that tells you that there's a character HUD. I know. My wife was like, what level am I? I'm like, just hit C. Right. Yeah, that's right. But I'm like, uh, hit the menu button, see if there's anything in there. Because mm -hmm. there's that menu button that brings up options, passive tree. And that's actually a good one. But there's not even a tutorial arrow that points you to the menu button. Right? There's nothing. And only by chance did she realize when she hovered over the thin XP bar that she could see her, her character number. But she's like, well, okay, but I need, 20, I, have, I need 25 strength for this chest piece. She doesn't know it's a useless chest piece, but she's like, I need 25 strength for this. And it has three sockets. Like, how do I see how much strength I have? She like nothing's telling her to go to the character screen. So I was, yeah. So there was, um, I mean, I'm only halfway down my list here. Roll your ball. Yeah. Uh, the map was really zoomed in. Who cares about that? They can change that when they figure that out. Yeah. So like, even like going back to the attack versus spell stuff, she picks up a ring that gives her increased attack damage. She's like, sweet. Now I'm doing more damage. And in my head, I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah, I know. The iron rings everywhere. There wasn't any, anything telling them how to actually use a wisdom scroll. Like with their insistence on using a scroll of wisdom, you have to actually go to the item mouse over top of it and then to it see says, what it is, as opposed to like, wow, I really like this item. Oh, it's unidentified. It just, I can't use it. How come? <laughs> but I'm serious. Like that sounds stupid to us, but it's not. If you want new players that have never heard of your game to play your game, you got to give them the basics. And there's a, I mean, there's a reason that we can turn off skip tutorials. We're not going to, as players that have played thousands of hours, like the tutorials. It's people that need it. And uh, uh, there's nothing that shows them how to compare their gear at all. 
you can hold alt if you want, but you can't hold alt with items that are on the ground. You can only hold alt with items that are in your inventory. And there's nothing telling them to hold alt or even control click because vendoring was was a long process until I told about the control click. And uh, what else? Oh, OK, this one you're going to laugh at, but the filter progression. I'm baffled. I'm always baffled at GGG's like filter. That's it. There's one filter. Mm -hmm. It starts off with none. You could change it to default. That's it. Like there's nothing that's telling them about it. Like you can change your filter. They don't have like, you know, a, a filter strictness built in. To me, that is such a new player friendly thing to do if you want. Oh, my. I, I disagree. I did that one. No, but even showing that there is a filter option. I, I, the thing is, almost every other game that does have a filter doesn't walk you through that part. You just that's something you figure out as as you play it more. I'm not argue, I'm not uh, disagreeing with you on the fact that there's just too much crap. So it, it, knowing that there's a filter would be nice. But most most other RPGs I've played that have the ability to filter it definitely do not walk your hand through it and say, hey, here's where you can go to filter your stuff. OK, so but. Yeah, I also I think even just pointing it out would be nice. But I guess, yeah, when you want it to, you'll probably start looking through the options at some point. Yeah. You know, what was really surprising. Mm. There's nothing saying, hey, put your stuff here. Like stash? She, didn't, she doesn't know she has a stash. Yeah, my yet. wife had everything in her inventory. Yeah, she's my wife's carrying everything with her, too. And she's like, please tell me you can improve your stash. <laughs> like, you know, like because she's thinking you have to like, please tell me you have to improve your inventory. Right. And, uh, you know, because, you know, in other games, like you can improve your backpack, yeah, you can like buy another space backpack whatever, and sure. improves your stash space. And I'm like, no, your character inventory stays the same. And she was floored by that. But I didn't tell her about the stash. <laughs> Our wives had very so, different experiences. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Despite all the stuff that I wish that they showed new people, it is a lot to read. Like there was a few times when, when Aaron was deciding between gems after a quest reward. And she's just like. I wasn't even reading for the last two minutes. Hang on a second. She'd go back and read again. And like, there's no other way to change that. But you do have to give people vital information that they do need and couple it with. Yeah, like even saying like, hey, if you don't pick one of these, you can just go and buy it. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Because otherwise you feel like it's like a life or death. Like, well, what if I pick yeah, the wrong one? Yeah, you think one? you're making a big decision. That's right. Yeah, like, hey, don't worry about it. Here's one for free. Buy the rest for cheap whenever you feel like playing with them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty uh, it was really fun to watch, watch her play and see it through a new person's eyes, comparing all the gear, yeah. literally every single piece of gear. The inventory was always full yep. and she wants like, you know, a red or green arrow pointing up or down. If yeah, you know, to help compare. Sure. You see that in every other game, but yeah, not in PoE. Mm -mm. You do. And there are a lot of factors that determine if something is better or worse so it, it doesn't, doesn't really work in PoE, this but game. Yeah, i can see why you'd look for it but yeah definitely so there was a lot of like well why would i want nine percent with seven armor and you know or you know what i mean like there's like just a lot of questions that of course none of those are going to get answered right away but yeah and like can i cast with a scepter you know like just yeah. the little questions like she thought she was stuck with the wand for a long long time so some of that stuff you just kind of play with and explore with, and that's kind of the fun of PoE. But on PC, this isn't really an issue because you have to have a button combination on console. But on PC, it was a bigger issue. My wife was playing with nothing showing up. She'd accidentally hit Z, or it was on by default. 
Oh, she would have hit it by accident. Yeah, that would be bad. And there is nothing. That is a huge thing. If you say, hey. You would see it appear for a second, but then it would instantly disappear. Right. Like only when you hover it with your with your mouse. And she was playing the whole first act. I'm like, what's going on? Like, this is really filtering stuff. Like, have I been complaining about a crappy filter that's actually great? And I realized that she just hit Z. Yeah. Like there was no waypoint logo or anything. There was nothing in the game saying, hey, just in case. Yeah, yeah. You think nothing's dropping, hit Z. Like there was, I was really surprised by that. So I'm glad that I was there to help her with it. Otherwise, she'd have nothing. <laughs> this game's stupid. But yeah, there was nothing telling her how to bind anything. And Chris, when he was playing, the primary pickup button is A or X, whatever it is on PlayStation. It's A. That's your primary pickup button. But they also make that your default attack button. Well, so you're just picking up everything sure and like i couldn't imagine like you you got to tell people how to rebind their stuff if that's a big part of the game especially if you're doing that on console so anyway it was uh oh and there's already a, like a continuity error they talk about things getting being connected like in the description the gray text that tells you how how stuff works okay ggd doesn't use the term linked they use connected and aaron's like is connected and linked the same thing? I'm like, yes, yes, it is. But they, everywhere else in the game, they say linked. But in the gem descriptions, it says it needs to be connected. So I thought that was interesting. Anyway, there was a lot of like questions that I'm like, I have no idea how you would figure this out if unless you loved the game before you ever played it. I have no idea why you would give the game that much time to figure out so many basics. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do agree with you, but I also disagree because I know that when I started playing it and even when you started playing it, I mean, you started playing when I was playing, but I didn't, there was nothing, there was literally nothing. So yeah. if, if it's the type of game that you enjoy, then you'll spend some time probably doing some research and reading. And I don't think I have a huge problem with that, but I know that that's probably not the direction they want to go. I feel like you're going to see in PoE 2 a very big difference in how they walk the new player through. I hope. I hope. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, though, if in PoE 1, if you go to, like, the Chinese realm, it is day and night difference with how, the, how a new oh. player experiences the game coming in. So uh, I'm not... I'm glad you brought that up. entirely sure why they don't just do that on the North American... I, I honestly don't know. I assume there has to be a reason, but... It does definitely seem more conducive to a new player to have your hand held in a game that's just as big as it is. It lets you follow an archetype yep. where you can like, this is the build. Here's the next node to pick. These are the skills you want to pick from your tree. Like that would be amazing for, for new players here. I, um, shoot, you said something that I, what were you talking about? Uh, that I didn't know Before a whole the lot Chinese when, realm. I, when I started playing. Oh, right. My, how I started, though, was I was introduced to the game by you. I played it, and I, then I didn't play it for a while. I didn't play it for over a year, maybe a year and a half. I lost interest in it. I, the game I didn't compute to me, the, the mechanics. I didn't get it. The only reason I came back to it wasn't because, oh, I should try the game again on my own volition. It was you still playing it. And you encouraging me to try again. And even then, I didn't grasp the game, but I did keep playing. And it was only after a year after that that things started to click. I think the original reason you didn't play it is because you didn't pick it. And so you just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But no, like, it, it, I had to come... The only reason I came back to the game, being a lover of these types of games, was because someone else in my life was already sure. playing it. 
it wouldn't have come back to me to try again. And the reason was, was because I didn't grasp it the first time around. Mm -hmm. Even the second time around, I didn't quite grasp it, but I saw how epic you were playing. And I'm like, there's obviously something I'm missing. But if I'm by myself, and you have to remember, no matter how, even though this is primarily PC, when you are in trying to grow your product, right, you're putting it on multiple platforms, you have to kind of figure, see it from a very fresh eye I'm on my own perspective. Yeah. But like you said, it could be a complete mute point because my hopes and dreams are the same as yours for PoE2. I hope they treat a new player very differently. Uh, I think it will be. I also think they could just make things simpler on themselves too by doing something more in Chinese realm related to the rest of the realms. Uh, but whatever, it is what it is. But no, it's fun. It was fun to uh, watch them play. I'm curious to see what they all thought of it. We'll chat with them. But uh, yeah, I think this is a good spot for us to wrap up episode 20, oh, 26. It's not 26, it's 62. <laughs> episode 62 of Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. I am Justin, aka Tags. And I'm Tyler Wrecker of Days. Thank you guys so much for joining us for 62. We'll catch Patreons in a very unique After Dark. And everybody else <laughs> will catch you guys in 63. Thanks a lot for joining us. And uh, the podcast was my favorite too. I just didn't know that that's what you, that we were allowed to talk about that. I Rude. thought it was just GGG POE stuff. Yeah, you can find more information down below. We got a website, foreverexiled.com. We're on Twitter for exiled, forever exiled 82. We got Discord and uh, we got our Patreon link. Those will all be found somewhere down below. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you guys later. Peace.